0: Okay, let's start this year's Sefer Shmos and Parsha Shmos uh, discussion as we get into the stories of Bnei Yisrael and Mitzrayim, Parsha Shmos, Tufshin Ayin Beis, and we start off with a small thought that really we could uh, take with us for the rest of our lives. It's one of those that hopefully uh, we remember, and it's from the Karasel HaShabbos Oneg in the second Chelek. The famous Medrash, why Moshe Rabbeinu was chosen to be Zochat, to be the... One, to help HaKadosh Baruch Hu, redeem the Jews, to be the leader. And we know the Medrash that one of his sheep got, <laughs> got loose in the in the story of the Sneh, and he goes to run after the sheep, and he feels bad for the sheep. The sheep went to get some water, and he carries the sheep back on its back. But he took care of this little sheep, and because he did that, such, such Rachmanus, and such a Baal that he went to care for this one sheep that ran away from the herd, that's why he was Zocha to be the one... Uh, to uh, for Kodesh Baruch Hu to bring the Ga'ullah through his hand. The question that is asked, Davartemahu's <laughs> at Ber Kalish says, Moshe Rabbeinu was sakana. oh, there was one sheep in danger. So he went to save that sheep. But what about the rest of the sheep that he left by themselves? He went to save one, but it was at the expense of the other three hundred sheep that were that were left by them by themselves. Doesn't say they had an assistant. He would have sent the assistant. So just because he went to save the one, but he left everyone else together, right? By themselves. So says the Rebbe, he says, no, no, there's a big difference. Because when you're alone, it's much more dangerous. When you're with Yechevra, when I'm with my, my, my friends, so that can help me to stay together. That can keep me safe. That can keep me secure. It's only when I go alone, I go out into the world, and I'm away from my surroundings, my natural habitat. That's when that's when it's dangerous. Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't worried about leaving the rest of the herd. They had each other. They were staying strong by themselves. Mashiach came that one sheep. El atiret tzadik yadua yada Moshe Rabbeinu kikasher eder Yo lo yune lo kol ra rakasher ozim echad as eder v'tomah b'adirach acheres shomitzu la'sakan gedola. As we realize, the importance of a chavra, as we've spoken about many times in the past, the importance of surroundings, surrounding ourselves with people who keep us strong. As Rechaim Shmulevitz pointed out in the story of Eov, that the Satan was able to take everything away from Eov. He took his money, he took his his family, he took everything. But it's the one thing Eov is left with, his friends. Why didn't he take his friends? Because he couldn't survive without that. And HaKadosh Baruchu says, you have to keep Eov alive. He has to be able to stay alive, so the son couldn't touch his three friends, so he dealt with the rest of the sefer, the importance of a chevra, the importance of a unit, and that's why Moshe Rabbeinu was not worried about those he left behind. Okay, now let's get into some of the actual psukim. Perak, Aleph, Pasuk, Yudbeis. A new king, Melachadash comes to Mitzrayim, asher lo yadas, Yosef. He says to his people, "This is the origins of the final solution. They're going to get it, become many, and they will drive us out of the land. So, what did they do? He appointed right, The more that Israel were tortured, miraculously." the more B'nai Yisrael multiplied. That's why Chazal tell us that Levi, Sheva Levi, wasn't as numerous as the other Shvatim. They weren't what? in the torture. They weren't in the torture. They didn't, they didn't merit the miracle of Ken And the Pasuk ends off, Vayakutsu Mip'nei Yisrael. Vayakutsu. Difficult word to translate. Kates means the end. What is Vayakutsu? So Rashi says it's from the word Kotsim, from the word thorns, what do you mean by Yakutsu bnei Yisrael? Rashi quotes Tupshatim, Number one, Katsu bechayehem. They become they became disgusted, like Mishukats. Katsu bechayehem. They were disgusted at their lives. By Yakutsu mipnei bnei Yisrael. darshu. And then he quotes the Gemara in Sota, which much of a large percentage of Rashi. In Shmosa and Ve'era and all these Parshishs are from Mesecha Sota. says Raji Kikotsim Hayu we were like thorns in their eyes Vayakutsu Mip'nei B'nei Yisrael we were like thorns in their eyes as the klayakar. Vayakutsu Mip'nei B'nei Yisrael let's say it's like what Chazal say so does that does that fit into the psukim? Vayakutsu they were thorns Mip'nei B'nei Yisrael it should say, B'nai Yisrael, how you? Some other Russian of, Vayakuts, B'nai Yisrael, mi play him. Doesn't sound that way, Vayakutsu, mi play B'nai Yisrael. Ask the Kleokor in source number two. Quotes Rashi, Kakotum ayu ve'nai'am, Ratholomar, She Yisrael nimshalu ve'nai'am, Lakotz mach iv, silon mamir. ir. Israel Yisrael were like a poisonous thorn to the Egyptians. It says the klayakar Rav Shlomo Ephraim one of the great darshanim of all time. The ain halasha on mashmakach doesn't sound that way from the pesukim. Shahari neamar mipnei Yisrael. It says from the Jews. So by yakutsu mipnei bnei Yisrael. Ve'eichayu Yisrael k'kotzen mipnei bnei Yisrael. Bnei Yisrael were thorns mipnei bnei Yisrael. By So it doesn't fit into the words. The ode and also says the klayakar. By yakutsu Washa is passive. It's not the kal or the pl. It's the nifal. The passive. It's the, something happened to it. Umizenire. And therefore, it's not, it's not Which is more of the act of the hifil. Or, or It's vayakutsu. So, it sounds like B'nai, the Egyptians is going on. Seems like the word vayakutsu was referring to the Egyptians. Not to the Jews. V'imratzal omar shaya dome ki ilu nichvusu akosim and if the pasuk wanted to say it's as if that we were thorns stuck into the Egyptians, hayal omar by min bnei yisrael, not mi pnei bnei yisrael. There's to be something deeper here, says the klayakar. Wine eleven, akenirali. So let's say as follows. Shahamitzriim nimsh. He gives two pshatim. First, akenirali. They became thorns to themselves. What does that mean? They looked at themselves as thorns because of the Jewish people. What does that mean? Because what do we usually do? When we're planting, everybody ever tried try to plant a, a lawn. So you plant grass, you plant trees, and then every couple of days you have to go out and pull out the weeds and pull out the thorns and pull out, pull out everything that doesn't belong. It's ripped out. So that what's supposed to be there grows properly. Like the project says in Tehillim, so HaKadosh So and the Mitzrium sensed this that this Jewish people this is the beginning of something these are the seeds of a great nation they tried to squash it they tried to quench it but they saw there were seeds here says the Klayakar, they realized if they're the plants what are we? If they're the Natiya that's supposed to be the nation what does that make us? We're the thorns. We're going to be uprooted. They didn't realize that God was going to take them somewhere else to build the nation. <speaking in Hebrew> to uproot the nations. That's what happened to the other nations in Eretz Canaan. <speaking in Hebrew> this is what the Egyptians thought. <speaking in Hebrew> Once they saw the miraculous events. <speaking in Hebrew> They re- they saw these six babies that were born to all the women. It wasn't newsworthy anymore. It happened to everybody. The Jewish people must be the ones that are going to be really planted here. So we're like thorns. We're going to get ripped out. That's the beautiful washing. They were like thorns themselves. Kikotsim, You can even put that into the words of the of the Gemara. What does the Gemara say? Kikotsim Hayu benem. Who's the Hayu? Kikotzim Hayu. They themselves were kotsim in their own eyes, because they realized that Klal Yisrael were the ones that were going to be planted. The hemu Yu mushlachim in ha'aretz is rehala. They will be thrown kemoshenemar va'alam in ha'aretz, as it says that they will be thrown out of the land va'yakutsu mipnei bnei Yisrael. Number one. Number two, second idea. The message of kotzen, the message of thorns. Again, this klayakar is just giving us insight into the beauty of the various levels of interpretation, how we can understand the Pasuk in the Pchumash. Dabarach Airline 29, Yisrael. They were like thorns. like the Medrash says. Loma why did Hashem reveal himself to Moshe Dafka in a bush? In a low bush, he could have picked a cedar. He could have picked Arze Levanon. He could have picked beautiful other trees. And yet, what is he? An olives, a geffen. A lot of bushes and trees that God could have picked. He picked a lowly snap. Reb Yossi Omer. Mahasnek Hashem Kalha Ilanos. Just like a snap is, is uh, harsh. More than the other trees, thorn bushes, which the klayaker assumes it was a thorn bush. Sometimes you could get in easily, just can't get out because the thorns face in, and you can put your hand in because that's not going against the against the, the sharp edges. But then trying to get out, it's it's very difficult. So she nichnas Any bird that goes in can't get out b'shalom al Amar, that's the Vayakutsu. We are like thorns. We're going to be like thorns to these Jews. Again, it's going on the Egyptians. They got in here very easily. They came in willingly. They came. But how are they going to get out? Shenimshla <laughs> Mitzrayim the Mitzrayim says, We're going to be like thorns. <laughs> A bird comes in easily. Ukasharotzelotzays <laughs> Eno but when he wants to go out, because of the sharp edges of the thorns, might it started very slowly. We didn't even know. But it was all with the plan. We know Perach, Perach was a soft mouth. Oh, come work for us. I'll give you a job. It'll be great. The Jews will get in easily, but they won't be able to get out. It'll be like Kotsim, like thorns. That's how they got in. That's why it says vayakutsu right next to perech in the pasuk. The next pasuk vayavidu b'shavim esbeis of We're going to be like thorns. We're going to start off with perach, a soft mouth. The major says because that's what vayakutsu was all about. They're like thorns. You don't realize it. Lakach nemar mipnei bene Yisrael. So two thoughts from the Kleokar, how the Egyptians themselves were the ones compared to thorns. Not like Chuto Rashi, like we always understood that the Jews were like thorns in the sides of the Egyptians. No! The Mitzrayim were thorns in the sides of the Jews. Either because they were like thorns and therefore we're gonna, they're thinking they're gonna get ripped up like thorns are in a garden, or number two, they were like thorns and they let us in easily, but they're not gonna let us out. Okay. Moving right along, a number of very special ideas that we have tonight. Yisro. We'll talk more about Yisro Basham in a couple of weeks when we get to his Parsha. But we meet him in this week's Parsha. What do we know about Yisro? How is Yisro introduced to us? Perak Bays, Moshe Rabbeinu runs away to Midian, and. He has seven daughters And they go to the well The shepherds take advantage of them What is the first Words in the Torah That Yisra says The first words, we know Yisra was very wise In a couple of weeks he's going to get a lot of credit For the whole judicial system In in Yahadus What were his first words that he said in the Torah Recorded Pasuk Yudzayin. Vayavoharor v'yayakha Moshe v'yoshiyah v'yashkish sonam. Moshe Rabbeinu helped them give water to their sheep. Fatavona el-ru'el and they tamed to re'uel. Vayomer. Maduah miharten v'hayom. Why'd you come so fast today? V'tomarna. And they said, Ish mitzri. Siladu miyad There was an Egyptian man that came and helped save us and gave us the water. Vayomer <speaking in Hebrew> el-benosav. What is Yisro's reaction? ayo. <speaking in Hebrew> And where is he now? Why'd you leave him there? He did all this for you? You left him there? Bring him, call him, and let him, let's give him some food. And he will eat. What's the root midah of Yisrael? Why was he Zochet to such a son-in-law? What was it about him? So we've spoken in the past, maybe it was his his, uhm, Midah of being a Mavakesh, so many of the Bali Musr say. Chazal tell us that he didn't, there was not one of the in the world that he didn't try out till he came to Kodesh Baruch Hu. There was not one, so he kept trying and he kept trying. Okay, that's one Midah. Rabbi Yaakov Kamineski goes, goes down a different path. Maybe there's another Midah that's built on, built on another. Really two. Two Midos of Yisrael. Matsinu etzel midos haadam, we find regarding midos of people. Yeshna etzel Haadam Mida Mikorit. Sometimes we find there is a root attribute of a person. And that root midam could bring a person to amazing heights and it could affect their entire personality. If we think about Yisro, what was it? Magoram Zeshlo The greatest Jew ever, who reached the highest of heights. One of the Animan does. we'll speak about soon. Nobody was like Moshe Rabbeinu. Why was he Zoha? Why was Yisro Zocha? When you think about it, look at the first, his first thing. Where is he? Why were you so quick? Why did he come back so quickly? Where is he? What does is, what is that reflect? That reaction. Where's the man? Where's your hakara satov? That's Yisrael. Go get him. That was a Yisrael. Somebody does something for you, you do it back for them. Where else do we see this by Yisrael earlier? Midrashim talk about. Yisrael was really on the scene earlier in the story, just not in Torah Shebechzav. There was a famous cabinet meeting that occurred in Egypt between Paro and his advisors. And Yisrael was there, and Eov was there, and Bilam was there. Oh, it, was, it was the UN. They were all there. The entire security council in Egypt was there. What should we do about the Jewish problem? Things... As many, as much as things change, things don't change. That's oh, how the saying goes. right? What are we going to do about the Jews? That's what they did in Mitzrayim. That's what they do in Bizman kol What should we do? So the Medrash tells us that we know Yisro, Bilam, Eov. They all had different reactions. What happened? Line 18. El Amro Laparo. Well, first we know Bilam gave the advice. Throw the babies in the river. Eov, he was quiet. Yisro, I can't deal with this. He ran away. So that's all we know. But there are other midrashim that talk about what was said at the meeting. Not specifically by different people, but could be. El Amro Amru and Laparo, line 19. Bovin is Daviglu Mazu. Shotim Atem. achlim. Some of the advisors said, we're gonna be evil to the Jews? The only reason that we're still alive today is because of Yosef. It wasn't that long ago. All right? How many generations? They all knew about the famine and that the water went up and it was old Egyptian history. They all knew about it. So some of the advisors said, how could you do this? Where's your Zatov? Who were those advisors? Maybe the one that ran away. Yisro. Lech says Sezerb Yaakov, he was the one. How could you do this? Shloshah Hayuba Osa Asa, next page. Bilam, Eov, Yisro. Yisro ran, he was Zochet to have the son Hedrid come from him. So if you think about it, put the two Midrashim together. The one that ran away was the one that was arguing with Pyro. How could you do this? That was Yisro. Hakaras Hatov. Somebody does something for me, I owe him. To Yosef and to Moshe. Marm. If we put these two together, Yetzi Lanu, Shemi Brichas, Yisro Haven Paro Riksha Karas Tova. Paro realized what Yisro was all about. It was so strong his feeling. He couldn't stay in the government. He had to run away. He couldn't stay in Mitzrayim, which was the center of civilization. He had to go to the boondocks. He had to go to the desert in Midian. What was there? And he was a Chasha person. Look, he became the Kohen Midian. He became the chief priest. But that was Yisrael. It was central. It led him until his descendants even made it into the Sanhedrin. Suggests Reb Yaakov now in the next step, maybe there's another area where we see Hakar Satov in Yisro, and maybe not even in Yisro, in his daughters. But they got it from the father. Vehine, Chazal ber'osem ez'godel HaKares HaKares HaTovah Chazal in this context, have a deeper interpretation of the Pasik that we just read. What did the Pasik just say? The daughters come back to Yisro and they say, he says to them, why do you come back so quickly? What do they answer? Fatomarna, ish mitzri, An Egyptian man saved us. Pshut who's the ish mitzri? Moshe. He looks Egyptian. He just ran away from Egypt. Ish mitzri. Medrash, a little deeper. Ishmitri is not Moshe. Moshe wasn't an Ishmitri. Who is the Ishmitri? Rabbi Yaakov quotes the Medrash. We've mentioned this in the past. Line fifteen: Mashol le'echad ha'arod Somebody gets bitten by a certain reptile, by a snake, by a scorpion, and he runs to the river to wash his foot off. Doesn't want it to want the poison to go in. Nustan And Right when he gets to the river, he sees a baby, a boy drowning in the river. He jumps into the river and he saves the boy and he takes the boy out of the river. And the boy says, were well, it not for you, I would have died. And the man says, don't thank me, thank the snake. The only reason I'm here is because the snake bit me. What's the nimshal? The daughters of Yisro tell Moshe and they reported this back to their father. Maybe the source is Moshe also, but this is how they all, everyone in the story had this perspective. They say, Moshe, thank you for saving us. Moshe says, I didn't save you. The Ish-Mitzri that I killed in Mitzrayim, that was the source of the reason that I was put on trial and that's why I had to run away. Ish-Mitzri. The Benos Yisro... And from Moshe, they reported it that way. They knew they were on his wavelength. They knew exactly what he was saying. Ah, have a kar satov. They realized the source of the good. Not that he has a that, has to have a for the Egyptian that he killed. But Yashakha, She Satanami Aroim Alay Moshe, also Mitsri shaharagti. Who eats a sham? Are Shaykhra Masu Lavia Moshe Moshev Ariobarach mechar pharaoh? Fafapika in Yisro Masmina Lecholechem. The stranger, Yisro realizes who this person is and what he's about. Hakar he, Zatov, he, he knows, he recognizes, he acknowledges the source of the goodness in, a, in, a, in an unusual sense. So this, this, is gonna, this is somebody I have to meet. So it's Yisro in Mitzrayim, it's Yisro in Midian, it's the daughters, it's Moshe Rabbeinu. But then there's a second idea. Second idea this is more about Moshe Rabbeinu. We discussed this, I think, three years ago in the first series of our shiurim. A thought from Nechama Leibovitz, Um, in a different context, similar idea, but here says it, Rabbi Yaakov. Line 30. What was it about Moshe? What was his Mida? His trait. You always have to look at the trait before they became great, because that's what made them great, and that's why they were nivchar, to be the leaders. So Yisrael ha-karaz Moshe, and we'll see Yisro as well, had another midah. Ki-oz k'var kadosh Baruch Moshe. Yes, K'adosh Baruch was already speaking through the throat of Moshe Rabbeinu, but why was he chosen? Maduah, skip the brackets for now. Maduah v'hamez nivchar Moshe Rabbeinu, liyos why was he chosen? So what do we know about Moshe? What do we know in Parsha Shmos? This is the introduction to Moshe Rabbeinu, as we'll talk more about it later. What do we know? Three stories. Three stories told to us about Moshe Rabbeinu. In Misboni near a second column. His whole essence was to defend the oppressed and the downtrodden from those aggressors who were attacking them. Moshe Rabbeinu goes out. A Mitzri is attacking a Jew. He kills the Mitzri. Two Jews are fighting. He reprimands them. Klomar. She'ifas ha'emdas ehinyanim al-tilei ha'mishpat. He has a deep sense of justice. U'kishara biyom rishon. Ki ish ivri harguhu. U'biyom sheni. He sees. Tosan and aviram. He says, how could you do this? Which got him into trouble. V'yacha biyoso boreach. And imagine, he was somebody on death row. He was somebody who ran away. You would think he would want to keep a low profile. Coming to Midian. he goes to Midian, He comes. There are a bunch of shepherds who probably you know if they find out something, then everybody in the town will know. And he goes there and all he starts up with them. What kind of where's the low profile? Moshe can't stop himself. Umitivam shalabarchem biosem garba aretz nachriya. Somebody's running away. Sheena lalu misarbim bi sechsuchem anofle me natosha Not gonna get involved. Ukidem atzenu. Like we had earlier by lot. Rechad balagur by yishpot shafot. Vyafal pekain. But still, when he sees the roam and garshim as a roos, he can't, he can't stop himself. Because he has this deep sense of what's right and wrong. Venira li. So he says, says Rabbi Yaakov now, Moshe Rabbeinu says to them, You know what? I saved, but it wasn't wasn't me. I, I did this is this is justice. You don't owe me Hakar Who saved? That's why says it's Mitzri, it wasn't me. He doesn't even take the credit. Because it's just so natural to him. This inner sense, slide 22. I can't stop myself. So Yisra says, I need this person. This person who has such a sense of what's right and wrong, what needs to be done. And who are Yisra's descendants? The Sanhedrin. Because they also had this sense of what needs to be done. This was Yisro. This was the family of Moshe Rabbeinu. What he married into and who he was even beforehand. But they came together. And an inner sense of justice. What's right and wrong. Okay. Moving right along. The end of Parag Bays. The last three Pesachim in Parag base kind of set the stage for the entire story. And the Parak we know, the Jews are, are, are being tortured in Mitzrayim. And then we have Moshe Rabbeinu running away. And the, the Perak bays, right before the Sneh, right before the story of the Sneh and the conversation between the Barak and Moshe. the Melch Mitzrayim dies. They groan. By es hears their na'aka. Es He remembers the Avos. V'yadah is B'nei Yisrael, vayeda Elohim. Hashem sees the Jews, Vayyeda Elohim. What do those last two words mean, and what are they adding? It said in the previous two P'sukim, this is it, Hashem heard them, he remembered the bris, and Hashem saw B'nei Yisrael, vayeda Elohim. Who knew who? Hashem knew something? Vayyeda Elohim, says Rashi, Rashi obviously is bothered by this. Nosan alehem leiv below Hashem focused. He didn't. He wasn't mild. He didn't. He didn't go away from them. Somewhat unusual because that's what the first half of the pasuk said already. is Yisrael. What does that mean? He didn't turn away from them. That's what we already know. That for the first half of the pasuk. So the medrash says that maybe it means that. The malachim were complaining. These are also all the Yavadah Why are you about to do miracles for them? God knew that deep down we didn't want to do it. We were being forced to. Okay, Vayetha Elohim. Says the Ksava HaKabala. Elokim, Elohim. Those two words are a title for the next three parshias of what's going to happen. It's not referring to God. God is not the subject in the phrase. God is the object in the phrase. Let's see his words. Vayed elokim ha-mikra Kilo zacheriz miyada. Who knew? Vayed elokim. Ve'im shav al Yisrael ha-nizkar b'mikrazeh, if it's referred to the Jews, ha-ylo lomar Vayed eim elokim. Vayadeim elokim. V'kana pirushim yishalzeh b'divrayam ha-farshim. Mahu inyinyidiyah. Who knows what here? V'nir ali. Ki ha-karas ha how do we know God? How do we recognize God? Through His actions. Because as long as I don't see God's actions or miracles in the world, it appears as if God is distant. And He's not involved, He's not mashgiah. There's Hester upon Him. So God appears to be distant. But when he starts getting involved in the world, then people will start realizing, Once he starts getting involved, people realize God is very, very close. Asa. When will Hashem be nodat? Mishpat asa. When he does mishpat. When he punishes those who deserve. The Amar Bamakom Acher. Loma atem, David Amalek says, Loma Hashem, Tamod Barachok, Talim Litoz Patsara. Why do you stand far away? Ki hilel rasha, Tavas nafshah, Eid alokim komzim osav. There's no God. Chas vashom. Misamru kapoli av, Anamcha Hashem yidaku. In the Tehillim that we said this morning. Vayomer, Lo yirukah. God doesn't know. Zehow Inyan Kulo Hayab and Misrayim. For 209 years. In Egypt, that's what they felt. They felt, there's no God. What oh God? The, 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 the people! The people who believe in this God! No, there's no God here! His Romamupor Elven Ayla, the Adaku Booni, the Shtabdu Amashem Al-Lochamas, they didn't do anything wrong! He could do whatever they wanted, but then it all changed in the last year. Line eleven. Right when God started focusing and started getting involved, it was very clear where God was. Turning over. All of a sudden, it's clear there is a God in the land. Who owes To paraphrase Halel. Only a Ksav Kabbalah could take paraphrasing to Hillim, putting it in beautiful terms. Doesn't say who knows. Like other times in the Torah, it leaves out the subject. Yosef, And he told Yosef. Who told Yosef? Doesn't say. Right? So Rashi quotes, it was Ephraim. Yosef It was told to Yaakov. Who told Yaakov? Doesn't say. Shehem pa'alim stamiim. There's no subject. So so too here, says the Ksava Kabbalah. Yeshem keid b'mikrazeh, hoda'a klalit, betchila sipur ha'pkida, taklita v'sofa. The title for the next four Prakim is Vayeda Elokim. V'tamo Asherah Hu Yisrael God's about to see the Jews. nay Bazet Through this, through all the Makkas, through Kriyas Yamsav, Vayeda Elohim. Every single person in the world will know God. Vayeda. And he, who is the he? Mankind. Each and every one is about to know. And here we go. Moshe, Sneh, right after that. God starts getting involved. Okay, Beth Hashem will try to remember to repeat this thought in the Haggadah Shir. To be repeated at the Seder. Okay. Next. This is another take home. This thought can be said at any Shabbos of the year. Take off your shoes. The ground that you are standing on is holy ground. So we know Moshe Rabbeinu was told to take off his shoes. We know Yoshua bin Nun outside of Yericho and Parakeh of Yoshua, was asked to take off his shoes. We know the Kohanim in the base of Migdash take off their shoes. We know, him when they go off to Dukh and take off their shoes. We know on Yom Kippur, we take off our shoes. What is it about shoes? Says Rav Zevin. Again, we had a different thought related a couple of years ago from the Marshal. Now we have Rav Zevin. What's the job of shoes? To protect my feet from thorns, so it doesn't get dirty, protection of my feet, also, if we think about it, our feet, symbolically, are the physically the, they're the lowliest part of our body, but they're symbolically what the part of our body that is connected to Gashmias, to the physical world. We stand on our feet. We physically are connected to the world with our feet. Right? It's unusual for people to walk on their hands. Not animals, but people. We stand on our feet. Our feet are symbolically our connection to the world. Where are all of our senses? Smell, sight? HaKadosh Baruch could have created man with ears in my toe. He could have created that. might seem somewhat strange. But he could have, but he didn't. He put all the spiritual, or you could call it untangible senses, in the head, which is the furthest away from the feet, which is the connection, the physical connection, to the ground. The problem is, we're not always using those senses to bring ourselves up. Sometimes we are focused on the Gashmi world. And sometimes... If we're focused on the world, you know what? We could get tripped up by thorns and rocks. The ground symbolizes the physical world. Our feet are the connection to that world. So you know what, says Rav Zevin, We need a protection. We need a barrier. We need a separation between ourselves and the world. We have to be involved in the world, obviously. But we need, I, I just heard, Derek Agav heard quoted that Rav Cook writes in his Siddur why there's a minhag, uh, the Shochan quotes it of having windows in a shul. Right before Shvon Asri, in all that's Why are there windows in a shul? Some say 12 windows, the 12 shvatin, the windows go through. Some say it helps for kavan if you're looking up at the shamayim. Rav Cook says because when you're in the base madrash, when you're in the base of Knesset, and we're involved in our own spirituality, we don't forget that there's a world out there that was supposed to be an Goyim to them also. And we don't go to, to be involved in our... Ruchnius, to a place without windows, closed off in a in a cellar somewhere. You're allowed to. But the idea of having windows is because we're in our Goyim. So we are supposed to be involved in the world. But you know what? On the connection, by that connection, by our feet, you need shoes. Symbolizing that we're not totally at one with the world. We're not totally seamlessly... Involved with everything the world has to offer, we're involved. We try to be mashpia. We try to we try to uplift, but we have those shoes as a separation. That's what shoes symbolize, says of Zevin. When you're in, when we're in a makom kadosh, then we take off our shoes. No separation needed. We want to imbibe the kedusha of the makom kadosh. Lachain says of Zevin. Back to the first half. We generally need shoes. We use them to protect ourselves. But says the Rav Zev in line eighteen. <coughs> when do we say that we need shoes? When I'm involved in in secular the world. There we have. To, it's dangerous. We have to keep our keep our guard up. Avol b'migdash. Are a kohenim of dem yachavim in the mikdash? They serve a kodesh barefoot. Shaming Sarak belavushim You don't need protection. Shalna na alecha me'al raglecha. Kamakam shashchina mitsuya. Aser benilas asandol. Also Yoshua. Also the koanim and Moshe Rabbeinu. Hamakam hashara ta'omeda love an kodesh. No shoes needed. Not only no shoes needed, I don't want to wear shoes. Because I want to get all the Kedusha. And that even, even can be said, possibly on Yom Kippur. When Yom Kippur is me'ala teva. When Yom Kippur the Satan doesn't have any shlita over the Jewish people. So we could be one with the world on Yom Kippur. Also, we take off our shoes symbolically to saying that we could take everything from the world relating, relating it to us with Kedusha. Then he quotes at the end the Maral Diskin. We did this Maral Diskin, I think, last year or two years ago. Moshe Rabbeinu tried to take off his shoes by standing on one foot, and he's asking for malchus. He quotes it, but we, we did it from the Maral Diskin himself. But to can look at it again if, uh, if one desires. Okay. Moving right along. Peragimel Gimel off. Now starts the bargaining. Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe, it's time to go. I don't want to. Moshe, please go. I really don't want to. Send somebody else. Moshe, I'm a kfad peh. I don't speak well. Three times, four times. Five. Moshe, I'm not giving you a choice. So in the bargaining, Moshe Rabinu says, Pasu yulf. I'm going to send you out. Moshe says to God, "Mi anochi ki paro. Who am I? That I'm going to go to Paro. Who am I? And that I will take out the Jews from Mitzrayim. Rashi picks up on the fact that there are two phrases here. Moshe says, "Who am I?" and "Who am I to take out the Jews?" Moshe Rabbeinu is picking up on two elements. Rashi, who am, am I? Such a chashu person. I'm going to go speak to kings. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a statesman. Who am I? I'm not worthy. Second half, Jews aren't worthy. Even if you want to say that I'm chashuv, Mazochi Yisrael. In what zchus are they deserving? So I'm not worthy, and who says they're wrong? they're wrong. Somewhat unusual that Moshe Rabbeinu would say that, but he does He really doesn't want to go. He really doesn't want to go. Two thoughts. Why are these put in the same Pasuk? Same Rashi, one after another. Is there a connection between these two points? Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm not worthy. And in what's chus the B'nai Yisrael have? Asks the base HaLevi, on line 7. Yesh lo havin, ma shayich ha nishdeh sheilu zeh lazeh mi anochiyum, ma zochu Yisrael? Number 1. Number 2. Gamol Yesh lo havin. Machpat leh. Emakadosh Baruch Hu Ratzelagalim, gamol lo s'chus. On Moshe Rabbeinu, what, if 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 there's no schus, then Moshe's going to say, oh, I don't want to take him out? What's your problem? Hashem wants to redeem them. They'll redeem them. So they don't have a schus. Big deal. Well Moshe has to say, oh, they're not worthy. Oh, this is Moshe Rabbeinu's Mishpunt again? They don't deserve it. So you shouldn't take him out. Come on, Moshe Rabbeinu. He went out and saw the minister beating the Jew. Look what he did. What does Moshe care? In the language of the Bezalavim. In Yan Vuar, line 11, that there's a connection between these two points. Dehinei. Bameh delo rak redu The fact that the Jewish people, as we know, were only in Mitzrayim for 210 years and not 400 years. Higher beti Namru nemru Madrashim. Right? How does that work? Brisbane, Abbasarim, it says 400 years and we know they were only there 210. So yeshom rem shehishchom some say, oh, you start counting 400 from Yitzchak's birth. That's what it means. And some say, you're right. It was supposed to be 400. And some say they had enough torture in those 210 as if it was 400 years. All different them, exactly how you work it out. Mechilta, line 15. Isa. What does the Medrash say? say to Moshe, "It's supposed to be longer." Moshe says, "God is going to skip. He's going to give you credit, free credits." It was in the middle of the time. God says, I'll take you out early, because you know what? There'll be other Goliaths. Don't worry about it. Those 190 years, they'll be taken care of plus in the future. This is only the first goliath. There's going to be four more. Four more Goliaths. It's going to be Bavel, Paras, Yovan, and Romi. That's the Medrash. Hine line 23. Moshe Rabbeinu, seer of Harbebosh, Ozos. Why was Moshe Rabbeinu so bent not on going? He's in the worst way didn't want to go. Why? Ubevada he, he loved sheep. Of course he loved the Jews. Madulo ratzal lelif with tawasel Yisrael halo harbi pamin maser nafsho baver Yisrael. Why? So he says he quotes the Medrash in Tehillim. Alapasik be'orcha nira ar. The pasik that we say when we put on our tefillin in the morning. Be'orcha nira ar. In your light we will see light. Uvda hava b'chad barnash havi madlik hazanir b'layla. There was a person that was lighting a candle at night. The kavsa and it blew out. Hidzlika the kavsa. He lit it. It blew out. He lit it. It blew out. Amar ad emasai ayay misyageya vaholech. What am I? What am I bothering myself for? Mantan anyach tizach Hashemesh. i wait till the morning. My wife, if blowing out, I wait. Kach Yisrael nishtabdu b'Mitzrayim. So too the Jews were in Mitzrayim. Amdu Moshe v'Arun v'Galum. Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron came and brought the Ga'ula. geula. Chazuv nishtabdu b'Bavel. Vinigaloal Yidei Khananya Mishavazarya Khazuvishtabdu Lyavan Vinigla Yide Matis Yaobana. By the way, that was not a, a physical leaving, they were in the they were in the base of Migdash. Khazuv and Ishtabdu Bagalas Amru Yisrael This is still the words of the Madrish Nisyaganu Nigalim Vakhosun Ishtabdin. Khershbrah, we've had enough of ups and downs. You know what? Just wait. Wait till the morning. Wait till the morning and then take us out. Wait till the morning, we can't do this anymore. You're gonna to try to light again, and then you're gonna blow it out again. God is gonna light for us. Hooray! What do you see from the Medrish? So many gu'ulos, if they're through baser vadam, even Moshe and Aaron, they're not eternal. They don't last. Every gu'ula is gonna have another goas afterwards. Only Hashem, when he comes, that's going to be the final one. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want to go. Me? Don't send me! Why, 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 why? God, you go yourself. I don't want to take them out, because you know what that means? That means there's going to be another ghost Even me, Moshe Rabbeinu! It's like the light, you're going to light up. I'm going to be a light? It's going to go out again. It's still the nighttime. We might as well wait till the morning. God, you do it. You do it. The Pirkei Balazar, I think we mentioned this in the past years, even says, when he says, Rashi says it means Aaron, or the one you're used to sending, but the Pirkei Derbalazer says it means Eliyahu Navi. Bring Eliyo! Not me! Eliyo means the ultimate! Um, God, the fact that you're sending me means that it's not going to be eternal. So Moshe Rabbeinu realized this. He refused for the good of the Jews. Not because he didn't want to go. He wanted them to bring the ultimate Kaula. Continuing... Line eleven. Now we're getting back to the Rashi. If the entire Chesbon of the Geula has been finished, it could be a permanent Geula. If it's really finished, then there'll be zochah to the eternal Geula. If you bring him out, it's going to be permanent. But if they didn't finish the cheshbon for Brisbane and then it has still has to be because they haven't finished their quota of Gallus. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu was asking. First he says, Who am I? Don't do it with me! It's you they want! It's you they need! You, the Eternal! You do it! And then he says, You want to say it's the middle? You want to say it's the middle, that they're being they're nigal being in the middle? The host of as also. And if you're telling me that, you know, you're not going to do it, it's going to be me, right? but, you're, but you're telling me that there's Zokha to be redeemed. So in what Zohus are they being Zokha to be redeemed earlier? And if they have a zhus, so you know what, you do it yourself. The whole point of Moshe Avedu's uh, Tain here is that don't do it through a shliach. Why me? You do it. So you do it because of that schus. The Heishev lo. And the says, I'm doing it, but it's a different kind of schus. I need to give them the Torah. And that's why I'm bringing them out with Toh Nothing to do with the schus that they've done already. But that's the base Halevi. Two types of Geula: Geula de Basabadam, Adam, Geula de Hakadosh and both of the Tainas in the pasuk by Moshe Rabbeinu really are at the same have the same root. Okay. Two more thoughts. Perak Gimel pasuk Yutess. Couple pasukim later. Hashem promises that Bnei Israel are going to listen to Moshe. Tell them that it's time for them to go. We're gonna to go to the to the desert and we're gonna give Hashem says that the Jews are gonna to listen to you, but power is not going to. I know I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go. He will not let you go. And not with a strong hands. How do you read that Pasuk? I know that he won't let you go and not with a strong hand. P- Paschus with me. And not even if I throw a strong hand on him, if I show him a strong hand, he still won't let you go. That's not, yeah, a little difficult have to try to try to read it. Right? That's what Rashi says. He's not going to let you go unless I show him a yod chazaka. A little difficult still to read in the, in the words. He's not going to let you go velov Yad Chazakah. Rashi says that means unless, but that below is in unless, not in and not. Unless I use Yad Chazakah. Says the Meshachach, fascinating. Maybe it's a Rambam, which we're all familiar with, could help us out. I would say one of the most famous Rambams in all of Mishnah Torah. The Rambam in Hilchas Gerashim, Perek Vesel we've mentioned it in various contexts in the past. Ramanukaz Gershin. There's a man that has to give a get to his wife and he does not want to. Me Shahadinoshakov no soligaris is Ishto. Falow ratalagarish. He doesn't want to give his wife a get. And halachically he has to. What happens? We're not postkining here any halochalamaisa. We're talking about Bizman, there's a Bezdin and we have Shalita, not for now, but theoretically. Bezdin Shah Yisra Bachamakam Bachhozman makinoso a shiyama rotsani. Vychloba getvug kasher. What does Bedin do? They beat him up. That's what the Gemara says and that's what the Rambam says. Somebody has to give his wife a get and he's not and he's, and he's, he's going against Halacha because he has to give a get, Bedin beats him up until he says, okay, I want to. V'chein, or even if the non-Jews force him. The question is though, we know that a forced get is worthless. It's called a get me'usa. If a man is forced to give a get, It's not a valid get. Where it's underlined. Why isn't this get nullified? Says the Rambam. When do we say Ones is not called a Maisa? Only if somebody is forced to do something that they don't have to do. According to halacha. Somebody puts a gun to my head and says, sell this to me, or I'm gonna kill you. So I sell it to him. So they could talk about it. he was forced to do it. O Matana. Aval Yitzro Hara Levatel mitzvah Olazo But if somebody, somebody's Yetzir Hara is forcing them to go against what the Torah demands. And then we beat him up until he says, "Okay, I want to do what the Torah says." Then that's not being forced. That is removing what's forcing you not to do what the Torah says. And memela the Pintalayid, the inner rut zone of the Jew comes out because every Jew wants to do what a Kodesh baruch hu wants them to do deep down. Who <laughs> atzmo it's more, even more amazing that it's the Rambam saying something like this and another other him. But this is the Rambam. After we beat him up, deep down, he's going to really want to do the this Hashem. Says the Hashem. Let's go back to the Pasuk. I know. I know he's not going to let you leave. And not even if I punch him. Not even if I beat him up. This Pintel Yid idea is only by Jews. It doesn't apply to Paramelech Bitzrayim. He's not going to let you out. And not even. Not like Rashi. That's one shot. The Meshachachma says, V'lo chazaka, not even. If I do that. Pirish says the Meshachachma. To ha hanefesh haYisraeli yisraeli al A nef- A Jewish Nefesh. That's forced through the hitting. through the forcing. Then we remove the layers. The he will never agree. Sha'afim will never. He'll never let you go. It'll totally be against his will. Vidok. And this is something that we have to remember and realize. That's a Meshachach. I had to read a Pasuk and Okay, last idea of the evening. More of a general idea about our introduction to Moshe Rabbeinu. We know Moshe Rabbeinu comes on the scene in this parsha, and he appears in every single parsha for the rest of the Torah except for Parshas Tzaveh. But he's here from Shmos and on. just wanted to give a Marshall, that I saw in the name of Chaim Ivelashim. We know, believing that Moshe Rabbeinu was unique and is unique in the world of Nevi'im and the world of the Jews is one of the Animamins. It's the seventh Animamin, according to the Rambam. Source 11, the Rambam in Pirshim, Mishai, is in Chilak, which is the source of the 13 Animamins. He there has a paragraph for every one of the Animamins. The seventh Yesod is, Nevuas Moshe Rabbeinu, all of amin, ki hu avihem Shall ha he was the greatest of anyone before his time and he is the greatest of anybody after his time. We believe that there will not be anybody that is born tomorrow that will get become as great as Moshe Rabbeinu. That's not saying, we're not pessimistic. That's just an emuna. Moshe Rabbeinu, is different than anybody ever was, is, or will be. He got to the highest levels. He even reached the levels of angels, says the Rambam. There was not a fence that he did not rip down. He didn't eat for 40 days and 40 nights. And the Ram goes on to say that there are four differences between the nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu and the nevuah of all other Nevi'im. We discussed this parsha's Lech Lecha a couple of years ago when we spoke about Avram Avinu and the uh, Parshish Vayera, excuse me, and the Malachim. But he goes through all the differences between uh, Moshe and the others. Just one Mashal, that's all I wanted to mention. There's a Medrash some are familiar with in Parshish Zos HaBrachah. Where the Medrash says, all this is based on a pasuk at the end of the Torah. There was never a Navi in the Jewish people like Moshe. So what does the Medrash say? In the Jewish people there was no Navi like Moshe. But in the Umosa Olam there was a Navi like Moshe. And who was that? Bilam Harusha. Bilam Harusha had the potential and he was on the level of Moshe Rabbeinu. So what was the difference between Bilam and Moshe? They were both unbelievable prophets. So what was the difference? So in the Torah l'ada'ah by Bloom quotes from R' Chaim Ivalazh, as follows: He gives a mashal. Al Mushal mashal line nine, l'nesher va'atleif, a mashal, an eagle and a bat, two birds, an eagle and a bat. Sheshneym. Okay, not a bird, but a flying creature. Sheshneym yodim ezrichas Hashemesh v'skias Hashemesh. They both know about the rising sun and the setting sun. But the sun going up causes them to do opposite things. The eagle loves to soar in the sky, in the sun. Nighttime? Then the night the, his eyes start closing. an opposite of this. We know the bat is a nocturnal animal. Only only uh being involved in uh being active at night. and he's scared of the day. They both know when the sun's coming up. But they both react differently. Taklas their knowledge leads to opposite uh, activities. The eagle is inspired by the sun going up and he starts flying. And the eagle, when he sees the sun going down, he goes to sleep. The bat, when the sun's going up, when it starts getting light and shining and new, he goes to sleep. And when the sun goes down, all of a sudden, he wakes up. Now we know the difference between Moshe and Bilam. When light is shower on the world, what's light? When there's a tremendous ace zone in the world, when a Kodesh Baruch Hu wants to bring great things to the world, which is like a, a rising sun, Moshe Rabbeinu is awakened. Moshe Rabbeinu's antennas go up. The Kivan as a show, Bikish Bracha. He, Moshe focuses on that moment and wakes up and Davin into and brings down the Shefa. Bilam also knows that moment. You know what he does when he sees that? He goes to sleep. He runs away. I'm not interested in this moment right now. Hechmiyat Kavash Nivuaso. Bilam's like the bat. But all of a sudden, when the Shefa of the Eserat is gone, and it's told there's total Hester upon him. And there's an ace, there's an ace charon af of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And there's darkness about to, to bring, be brought forth onto the world. What does the Gemara say in prophets? And about his That's what Bilam knew. He knew the moment that God would get angry. What does it mean he knew that? He was as great as Moshe. That's all he knew? No. He also through the time that God would be happy. But he wasn't interested in that. When God would get angry, Moshe went, goes to sleep. Bilam wakes up. Oh, now we're talking. Now, now I can, I can do something. Now I'm involved. They both knew Yodea das Elyon, but they had different reactions. When there's an ace we realize Moshe Rabenu, Moshe Emes, Emes. He's inspired by the ratzon Hashem, Mashe in contrast when it comes to Bilah. Okay, we'll stop here. She should realize the significance of our shoes, the midas of Yisro, and the importance of a chevra, as we started off with. The group of sheep versus the one sheep. Okay, we'll stop here.